It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey. And also, we have the man who I am just glad that he has chosen to use his powers for good instead of evil. It's Murray. Yo. Hey there, Merman. So, with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Okay. I don't know what happened there. I kind of changed my mind how I was going to end that, say that on halfway through, and it kind of did. And then, bam, it all went to greatness. It did it. It did. It was super great. Was it all Remember, was it last podcast or the one before where you lost your shit? Yeah. It wasn't that, that, so. Okay. All right. Well, thanks to all who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at Buy Me a Coffee dot com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a free special limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership you can still buy us a terrible movie and get us to watch it and see how badly we rage shout outs to our listeners all over the world but especially in canada and the u.s because you're our bestest buddies France is kind of dropping off a bit, so yeah. Well, they do no that. longer Viva la France. It's it's go Brits. Manchester United. Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support. And we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Maurice just has those sweet, sweet engineer's fingers. And there's no dancing this week. No dancing. It's all cinema, baby. All All cinema, cinema all all the the time. And all cinema, but unfortunately, we're starting with the movie... Cry Macho. And and wait, before we talk about Cry Macho, yes. I just want to say that the order that we saw the movies, it did get progressively better when we went on Friday. I just have to lay that down. Mm. And these are not necessarily in that order, so don't think that's what's happening, people. Just forewarning you. Yeah, nobody knows what you're talking about. Exactly. So anyways, the latest from Clint Eastwood, Cry Macho, is the tale of a former rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder who finds himself in Mexico to kidnap some kid of his former employer. That's kind of weird. In the context of everything that was going on, I suppose kidnap is a little strong word, but that is essentially what it was. The story parallels Eastwood. In that just like his character in this is washed up in this, so is Eastwood as a director. This is a sad effort that definitely was not helped out by the casting. Dwight Yoakam looked lost. 
And the co-star Eduardo Minat as Rafo, or Rafo, I, I don't even remember. Pick something. Put in the worst performance that I have seen in recent memory. Clint Eastwood gives this kid so much dialogue and he delivers it so unconvincingly that it takes this bad movie and transforms it into an epic catastrophe of cinematic trash. I remember a time when Clint Eastwood movie would let every scene breathe and there was a natural feel to every character and the pacing would be stellar along with good performances from the cast. Here we get a herky-jerky, unnatural feeling and poorly acted dumpster fire of a movie. And why did he have to fill every frame of this movie with constant inept dialogue? Especially Raffo. I mean, at one point, I actually said underneath my breath as I was watching this movie, just shut up. And do not get me wrong, Clint Eastwood was no treat to watch in this either. He looks as if he's struggling through every scene and it is just sad to watch. If this is what Clint Eastwood now has to offer, then he has to just stop. No more directing, no more acting. I really don't want to see him anymore. Cry Macho had me crying. Rage. I literally agree with every single word you said, except one thing. Yes. There was one shining light in this movie. She was good. And that is Natalia Travern. Yep. As Marta. Marta was Marta was the only redeeming quality at all. In she this was movie. a joy to watch. She, she was. was the only joy to watch. Just now, her I, smile. I have a very succinct. This is the most succinct I've ever had for a review. Yes. And I really hope that our listeners really can grasp the entire verbiage that I am giving to you for this very in-depth review because I want to talk about this for quite a long time. Cry Macho is a no. <laughs> Just no. And I was in a rage. That is my review. That's enough. That's all I want to say about That's, this movie how bad that hasn't was already it? It was been so said. Bad. This was I summed it up pretty good though. You right? did you that was literally the best review you've ever done. Except the word no. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just no. It's so bad. I was in pain yeah. the entire movie. And every time, like, it was just like, like magical mystery tour. All of a sudden, these people are looking for him. And I guess you, there's only one way to get to the U.S. from Mexico. Yeah. It's one It's one road. One road. Yeah, one because road. because it doesn't matter. The, the guys found him who were looking for him every time. And the ending, wasn't the ending so extremely spectacular i kept saying don't you remember in the movie i was like talk about please it. be an mcu i just want to have an end credit it's easter a, egg uh, yes. for cry macho oh, 2 man. we'll talk about a climactic ending Cry-Macho oh my goodness <laughs> it was literally the murray it was like literally the most anti anti-climactic wah, wah. movie of all time yeah they get to the u.s border i'm not giving much of a spoiler here they get to the u.s border and he's like okay bye see ya <laughs> <laughs> Okay, much. see ya. Yeah, yeah, bye. That was it. And then it ends. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Sounds fascinating. Oh, yeah. so, so bad. I imagine so, the rooster probably did the best acting of any. The rooster was actually, his cock was really good. It was okay. I, I yeah. could literally look at his cock the whole movie. But, yeah. That I've was n- the only joke, by the way. And, and what was his name? His cock's name was Macho. That's the only joke of the whole movie. That was the whole joke of the movie. No, and the even movie, which the you movie saw was, in the trailer. The whole movie was kind of a joke, but oh well. 
That was the joke that they they, that they, they, they had no, to try to pull you into watching joke. it. Yes, that was the hook that made me go, huh, they're talking about a cock for a movie? I'll go see this. Uh, my hook was that Clint Eastwood, even up until the last one, the mule was still good. It was yeah. good. This, this, but wait a minute. He was fell this, off a cliff here. This, did, okay, so in the mule, yes. does he not go to Mexico? I believe yeah, so. That's a thing. So maybe he, he went, drugs back. maybe he went to Mexico, and while he was down there, he forgot how to direct and how to act, maybe. and how to write, well, and how to do things. Yeah, he's, maybe. He's, maybe he did a lot of cannabis. I don't know. Like, if he was doing drugs, maybe it seeped into his anus. I don't understand when it? he's directing why, well, and why he's even like, why does every frame of the film have to be filled with dialogue now? Where. He used to be able to just yeah. Look at the Unforgiven. There's like yeah. half the movie had no dialogue. Exactly. And now, and if you're gonna have every, every you know dialogue filling the whole thing, why have this horrible actor just spewing what? it? <laughs> but it was also spewing bad dialogue. He was doing that thing too, where he'd be like, he was like oh, doing well, Captain he was, Obvious. He was it was no, kind of like, yeah. wait a minute, is this a, a no commercial better. for Hotels.com? Because oh, Captain God. Obvious is he's like, oh. I guess we better stop here. Uh, and then he stops the car. Oh, I guess I better do this. And then he does that. And it's just like, what? Is it? Are you saying these lines because you're being, you got a bit of Alzheimer's and you're forgetting them? So you have to repeat what's going to happen in the movie? Possibly. But mm. that's, you should be able to edit that, though. His editor should be able to get in there. I the thing was, here's the thing it was only 90 minutes long. But it felt like seven Se- hours. It felt like seven hours. But yeah. I guarantee that Clint Eastwood filmed like a two and a half hour movie. And the editor got it and said, "What the hell is this?" Maybe had, we missed. had to make some sort of sense out of it. Maybe we, maybe they edited the good stuff out. I don't think so. I, if there's ever a director's cut, um, I, this is okay. I'm adding this to the dare bag right now. If there's a the director's, director's cut, cut of Crime Macho, <laughs> it is even it's out three yet. hours long. <laughs> I bet you there's a cut there that Clint Eastwood probably thinks is spectacular. You know, in five years from now. Crime Macho is going to be <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can definitely guarantee it. Oh, man. All right. Enough That's of enough that. of that yeah. shit. What else Onward did we see? Onward and upward. All right. Now, in my opinion, the best movie that we saw over that three trilogy, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, mm. which basically is the Tammy Faye movie. Yes. That would be Tammy Faye Baker. That's right. That you don't is, know who she is. That is the one. Everybody knows who Tammy Not Faye everybody. is. She yeah. was in the 80s. Dude. No, I don't know. To say Tammy Faye. Everybody knows. They know. They're not going to know any more because you said Tammy Faye Baker. They either know Tammy Faye or they don't know. Adding Baker to it does nothing. Yeah. So. <laughs> either know or you don't. Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield are Jim and Tammy Faye. Mm, and as sure. you know, biopics mostly suck. Mm. And for the most part, they take themselves way too seriously. But not this film. It didn't. They had so much humor in it. I had a smile on my face from moment one. Especially every single time Andrew Garfield talked. Plus, this had the absolute best Christian-endorsed sex scenes ever created. I mean, who would think a hand puppet could get me horned up in the theater? Apparently, in the right hands, it can. Okay. 
I seriously did not feel this was actually like normally Jessica Chastain. I kind of am not a big fan of her. Sometimes she has this quirkiness to her character that I'm not necessarily in love with. But really? all through this film, I didn't even like. I was questioning myself: Is this even Jessica Chastain? Am I reading this right? She really was Tammy Faye. Plus, all the music through this film, and I mean all of it, was amazing. It was funny. The, <laughs> Are we talking about church music here? Yeah. Yeah. Sang by Tammy Jessica, Style. Sang by Jessica Chastain too, by the way. Although most of the story is Tammy Faye. Uh, the peripheral characters were also all pretty amazing, especially Cherry Jones as Tammy's mom. This does really do a very firm, tongue-in-cheek look at the entire TV evangelical mission, not showing any one of them as having any moral fortitude whatsoever. This fun-painted Tammy, perhaps as a better person than she really was, but it certainly painted it with the brush that is Mondo. I absolutely loved every minute of this film. I thought that the characters were incredible. The comedy came through very subtly sometimes, and sometimes it hit you right in the face. I love this movie, and I think that um, that Jessica Chastain should definitely be up for best actress for this film. Hmm. She probably will be. I hope so. She, so. she deserves it. They love to nominate people who play other people. Yeah. So you loved this movie. I didn't just love it. I really loved it. And yeah. Jessica Chastain of this year. Yeah, I don't think there's an actress this year. Because we haven't seen Viola Davis in anything. Really, all, really all, this all the big year. movies are coming out in November, December. I, I liked this movie. That's too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you not have a shit-eating grin smile on your face uh, the whole movie? I giggled a lot. Yeah. Anyways, The Eyes of Tammy Faye is in essence a performance piece for Jessica Chastain to show her acting chops. She puts in a very entertaining interpretation of Tammy Faye Baker and absolutely chews up the scenery scenery in every scene as the naive, innocence, compassion, and drive are all on display in Technicolor glory. Andrew Garfield as Jim Baker has some moments as well, but I wish they delved a little more into his story. Why? Because it's, it's called the eyes of uh, Tammy Faye. Just because I I didn't I didn't need it's not Jessica Chastain on the on the screen for the full two hours. And giving Garfield a little more to do. But after all, this is about Tammy Faye. Jessica Chastain takes the role and carries the whole film on her shoulders. She does it very well in, an, in a very entertaining romp. But the eyes of Tammy Faye was meh. It's all right. I it liked it. I liked it. How could you not love every time she was on the screen? I liked it a lot. How did you not like, like seriously? I liked I'm it. just not sure why you could. I, I get it. I mean, it's biopic and it's very interpretive of her. In fact, I think it's based on her memoirs or her book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's her yeah. side of the story. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, do I really believe she was that naive and that good of a person? Probably not. But, um, you know, that's... Well, though I have not seen the movie because I know time, I am very familiar with Tammy Faye, having lived through the 80s. Yes. And most recently, I saw her on a reality show really? with a bunch of other celebrities called Surreal Life. That was this 
15 oh, yeah, years ago. Really. What's, and, a, what's that? What's the reality a bunch of celebrities show? in a house and they all drive each other nuts. Um, anyway, they, they went out in public, like the celebrities. Everywhere they went with her, people freaking loved her. Yeah, yeah man. This, this people is in the loved Tammy Faye. This is in the 2000s. This is way after the whole yeah. PTL, whatever it was. Yeah. This was just her. Yeah. And she's like in her 60s or 70s, and people loved her. They loved what she yeah. stood for. Well, she just was a generally nice person. The, the fact that she, like, they showed that one scene in the movie where she interviewed that man with AIDS who's in yeah. San Francisco. Oh, yeah, and, no, and this she, was at a time where, yeah. where the church was not. They were so anti gay. Yeah, exactly. This is the yeah. opposite and of what the church like, was. She's she like, didn't care. People are people. Yeah. She did, she did exactly. you know, as much as you want to say about her, she did, for the most part, Deal with people the way that she wanted them to deal with yeah, her. Yeah, no, she had a good yeah. heart. And she, she, was, she was a good person at heart. Yeah. But yeah. There's Whether some, or not we know everything she knew. That, yeah, Well, exactly. yeah, and like I said, it's it's her story. I mean... You can almost buy the naiveness, yeah. though, that, yeah. that sure. maybe she didn't, but she yeah. had to. Anyway. I don't know. I, I've never seen a biopic that took itself less seriously than this one. I and that's... That, I don't know. I didn't find Itania's. I find it very comparable. Mm, I didn't find it. I mean, it wasn't. I'm not sure that this biopic exists in the same way if Itania wasn't made. Well, it couldn't have done what it's done. I would agree with you that. But I, I found this. I mean, there wasn't a lot of finger pointing necessarily in Itania other than, you know, Tanya. But in this case, it's like they they basically backhanded the entire Christian TV ministry all the way through this movie without coming out and basically saying it. Yes. And then on top of that, the amount of inside humor jokes that were running through this, like even just their oh, yeah. sex scenes were just the funniest. The sex scenes It was were literally great. the the like I the wish first, I wanted the first see time they laid in bed together was, was just incredible. It was. Like it's so good. It, I just want to go back and watch those scenes again and again. That alone is worth a mondo for this movie. Like, it's if very, this is very what, good. If this is what Christian puppet sex is like, I want in. More Christian puppet sex, please. I'll take an order of puppet sex to go. All right, from puppet sex to Violence. Gerard Butler. <laughs> Gerard Butler. And wait a minute, weren't we? We were actually wondering if Gerard Butler may or may not make it off our list. Uh, so people are probably sitting. In no, with bated yes. breath, trying to wonder. I believe his could, last his last movie was Greenland, though, Jim. It was so. This had to make it to a mondo, and keep a in mind, mondo? all three of us did see it. Yeah. So there is. I mean, if Murray truly loved this movie, if he, then, if, then then Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler could make off it list. off our list. But uh, I don't know. Why don't you tell us what you thought of it? Uh, Cop Shop. Yep. Starring Frank Grillo and Toby Huss and Gerard Butler is a shoot 'em up action flick with moments of brilliance. This story of a con artist who gets himself arrested to avoid the assassins that are trying to kill him absolutely drips with potential. The film is, however, a little schizophrenic as one sec second the writing is absolutely brilliant and the next second, not so much. Where the script excels is in most of its dialogue, there are exchanges between characters in this that are brilliantly delivered. The acting is top-notch. The problem is, while the dialogue is brilliant, sometimes the decisions that the characters make, given the situation that they're in, do not always make a whole lot of sense. 
I wish the writers could have gotten some more or have given some more thought to what makes sense in the situation. Still, there's a lot of greatness here. Most notably, Toby Huss as Anthony Lamb. Every time he was on the screen, it was genius. The scenes with him are so entertaining that you can almost forgive the holes in some of the writing. Also, shout out to newcomer Alexis Louder as Valerie Young. I'm looking forward to seeing her in more films. As for Frank Grillo and Ted as Teddy and Gerard Butler as Bob Vidic, they were both quite good in this as well. This had so much potential as some of the scenes were so well written that you could not believe that they were in the same movie as some of the other situations and decisions that are peppered throughout the film. I really loved a lot of this. The setup was great. Toby Huss was beyond great. The dialogue in the script was brilliant for the most part. But some inconsistencies in the situational writing caused this movie so full of mondo potential to merely be a meh. Bam. Bum, bum, bum. I thought it was going to be so good. There had had so much hope. Setup was it, good. It had its now moments. let's find out what the Mur saw. Yeah, this is the one movie I actually got. He to did see actually get to see a because movie because people know I he am works twenty four hours a day. Butler fan. Yep. East I have been recently. Uh and yeah, a lot of action. Um, unlike Bryce, I didn't like this Toby Huss guy. I thought he was an idiot. What? And uh, yeah, obviously for whatever kind of a hitman he is, if he doesn't have a gun in his hand, he's completely useless. Like once he was degunned, he was like yeah. uh, a five-year-old child could have killed him. Yeah, like, What kind of hitman is that? I mean, you should be able to, you should be able to hit it. Like a hitman should be able to kill somebody with a pencil. Like he's not know, a, he's he not, not an assassin, Murray. He's, he's a hitman. He's not a trained assassin. Whatever. He's just he's a shoots people but, in the head. But most hitmen have skills of with, some kind. With, with with automatic weaponry, I might add. He, As he, he used that know, most like, of the time. Gerard Butler's character, for example, who spent like most of the movie. You handcuffed to a cell and still managed to kick ass when he got free. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it had, to, had moments uh, that whatever her name is, uh, I liked her. She was good. <laughs> Alexis uh, Louder? Yeah, sure. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Bad Times at Al Royale, which is actually, I love that movie. It was that was kind, a of, kind of a lot of, you know moving parts and a lot of characters all and you never know what's going to happen but it was it was nothing like fast times at ridgemont high though no or as i know nobody died in that one <laughs> or as i know <gasps> but um yeah i had a decent story but yeah it kind of fell apart and it became a cavalcade of bullets and <laughs> and right near the end it got kind of ridiculous because i'm like cavalcade oh my god really bullets. yeah it's like the end enough was off already like yeah okay you proved your point you don't have to like keep adding more to, to more plot points to try to you know mess it up like it should have ended like maybe 20 minutes earlier yes murray yes so yeah i have to give it a man as well <sighs> oh no are we Am I oh, holding? Oh, am I the holdout oh, here? I, 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 also, could... I also want to mention Gerard Butler, who, despite most of his bad movies, I have enjoyed. Mm-hmm. He finally crossed the line. Uh oh! Is he badmouthed Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, and says I would never watch Ryan Reynolds' movies? I'm like, sorry, dude, uh, you're off my list now. And who can blame him? And who can blame him? I can put up with a lot, but that's it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so it was a man. 
What do you think, Jim? <laughs> well, first off, the undoubted Gerard Butler. No, oh no, no sorry. No, no. Try no, that sorry. again. Sorry. No, I, did I say that wrong? You no, did. no, sorry. It's doubted. That's it. That's the one. I knew it was something with the word doubted in it. Yes. But it's undoubted. No. So there is a hope. It's doubted. Oh, sorry. It's doubted. <laughs> That's right. So let me tell you the two things that are fantastic in this movie. Number one is Toby Huss. Yes. And number two is Alexis Louder. Yes. And then 25 minutes of brilliant penis drawing brilliance. Yes. With just enough weird to make me laugh for the said 25 minutes, then there's the bad. First off, cops are not really all that stupid. Oh yeah, they made him really stupid in this one. Stupid foreshadowing is not clever. It's obvious and it's stupid. Gangsters are not good people, ever. Mortal wounds do not allow someone to be a superhero at the end of a film. Didn't need to do Even if they take adrenaline shots, it doesn't matter. You have a gaping wound in your stomach you're uh, not going to be able to do a lot of the jumping, kicking, and punching dicks. I've been that decapitated, but just shoot me up with some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't Ready have a go. head, but it's okay. Just a flesh wound. Yeah. Plus of plus a lot of other superhuman things that happened yeah. in this movie that made completely no sense. Yep. There was such highs in this movie, though. Terrible. And yet so much stupid. There in was. fact, the last 25 minutes, to Murray's very well-made point, made absolutely no sense and made me very, very angry, Ooh, almost so angry movie, man. that I was raging. Yes. I did like some of the killing scenes. Mm. I could literally watch an entire film of seeing Toby Huss oh, being crazy pre- as fuck. Prequel, prequel. I should really have the hugest rage because of this downward spiral of awfulness but those two man toby huss and uh and alexis louder to your point but there was 35 minutes of awesome plus toby huss mm-hmm. and oh, i don't even alexis know what louder this gets what a it get? very mid low okay possibly very low Oh, okay. That's all right. (laughs) So, apparently, Gerard Butler is still doubted. So doubted. So doubted. Yeah. Meh. Meh. All right. This music is so mellow. I want to smoke. It is mellow. Take a nap. But snap out of it. What? rising. Vision blurring. Clint Eastwood, stop making movies. That's my rage. That's your rage. Cool. That's all you got? That's it. I don't want to talk about that terrible movie anymore. Well, I have a quote from the man himself. All right. Saving. People asked him why. Knowing, knowing that my rage was coming. No, because I saw it on, on the lineup. All right. And Let's this, have it. this came out today. Uh, yeah, people asked him why he's still making movies. He goes, 
what the hell am I still working for in my 90s? Are people going to start throwing tomatoes at you? I've gotten to the point where I wondered if that was enough, but not to the point where I decided it was. If you roll out a few turkeys, they'll tell you soon enough. Well, we're telling you right now. That is the quote. Here. Apparently, when you're 90, that's the limit. That's of the cutoff. One, one giant turkey, you're fine until it's. But this is such, like this isn't. This is beyond. This is, this beyond, is beyond turkey. Like, this is inexcusable. This is um, what is that when you're bowling? Isn't it like a when you get three strikes, it's a turkey? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. It's a turkey. It's a turkey. Turkey yeah. is three strikes. Yeah, three strikes, and you. But this is one. This is worth three strikes. This is a turkey, beyond turkeys. Well, apparently he has to make more of them so people start throwing tomatoes at. Like him. we're talking WKRP in Cincinnati turkey falling from the sky. Classic All moment. Right. All right then. <laughs> All right. Clint Eastwood, stop making movies. That is my rage. Should I read the quote again? <laughs> yeah, you should. Just read it one more. I just want to hear the quote one more time. That's okay. I already took it away. Oh, no. Basically, he's waiting for people to throw, throw so. tomatoes at him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. That's right, true. Then. Wait, I thought shouldn't we talk? Shouldn't we talk about how terrible that kid's acting is again? <laughs> Stop casting. Again. When you do that, a find better writers. B direct better, act better. Did or, no one audition? I mean, this couldn't have been the best option. Well, are maybe direct movies and don't <laughs> is he star a in them anymore. Son of somebody? Maybe he's maybe. Clint Eastwood's uh, legitimate son. I don't know. Uh, who knows? You could have put a llama in the in the role, and it would have been better. <laughs> Of course, I do remember not too long a ago. Paper bag. Uh, just, say, just draw a face on a paper wind. bag. Uh, I it remember, could have been a hand puppet. I do remember not too long ago, Clint Eastwood, Mr. Super Republican, uh, shared a stage with a chair. So maybe that was what? the beginning of the He's end. He's a super Republican? Oh, hell yeah. He's like... He's a gun-toting NRA... NRA lover? Yeah, he probably loves Trump. But yeah, no, he, he argued with a chair on, on stage once. And that was 15, 20 years ago. So. He argued with a yeah, chair? Yeah, he was talking to a chair. I don't remember why, but it's like it made big news. Like, and they still let him make movies yeah, after apparently that. Apparently, they did. <laughs> anyway, sorry, they let him make crime. So, yeah, he should just wander off to the old old sunset there. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. <laughs> Welcome to Film History, the history of film. I'm James. And I'm Drake. And I'm Devin. And we're the hosts of Film History, the history of film. Each week, we take a deep dive into some old Hollywood history that you've probably never heard about. But it's not like your high school film class. We're cracking jokes and goofing off the entire time. It's history told our way for all audiences, from the ill-informed to the savants of cinema. Yeah, we tell you about James Cagney almost getting his head blown off because, well, you know, back in the 30s, you were allowed to just shoot machine guns at your leading man. And wait until you hear the episode about Waterworld. 
or how the world's first vampire movie was made by real occultists and some Nazis. And there's plenty more little-known Hollywood lore out there, legends and facts. So if you join us every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, I promise it'll be a good time. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Just look for Film History. The History of Film. You okay over there, Jim? A frog caught in my throat. He's dying. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually didn't have a whole lot planned this week. What? Uh, my original uh, minute from last week, which I didn't do, was actually about Gerard Butler. Uh, some of his underrated movies, which I have since scrapped. Well, how did you not come up with your five favorite Clint Eastwood movies? <laughs> I didn't think of it. But I did <laughs> actually. I kind of want to add on I to this. I did actually movie. have. Uh, couple hours to kill for reasons I won't go into. But, All right. So I was watching on Tubi, the uh, free service. Nice. Um, a movie I'd never heard of before. Okay, tell us. It's called Crazy on the Outside. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. 2010. Mm. It was directed and starring Tim Allen. Yep. Who's one of my favorite people. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver. Uh, and Sigourney Weaver. And Ray Liotta and J.K. Simmons. Ray, and J.K. Simmons. Kelsey Grammer. Julie Bowen. Kelsey Grammer. The cast is good. It should have been better. Shouldn't it? It just, it wasn't funny. It's exactly. a Tim Allen movie. Like, it's just, I don't know, like, I'm used to Tim can't, Allen. Like, it can't they, be better. Like, I love his TV shows and even some of the movies he's done, like the Santa Claus or whatever, right? He's in TV. He, he, he's got some, you know, funny Schutzpah? moments. But this he's got like, it's like he was trying to do a, a rom-com, but it just it didn't. I mean, it was Gene Triplehorn who was like it in Waterworld. It's like Tim Allen in a rom And yeah, Sigourney Weaver, who he How was that go brilliant wrong? with in Galaxy Quest. Yes, 100% played agree. Played his sister in this one. Oh. Uh, it just, yeah, it just, I don't know. It kind of fell flat. It just, wah, wah. much as I love Tim Allen and like Ray freaking Leota. I know, right? It's like sometimes they just make bad movies. Mary, I have to hate to admit it, but I saw this movie in theaters. I did not, but it's free on what? our service Tubi right now, so I watched it. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think I've actually seen this. Well, it's well, one of those deals, they, though. When I, I find dare it. you to go watch it, where's the rare rage bag? It's going. <laughs> ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's going to be watching it on Tubi sooner or later. Damn right, I'm going to put it in my list. <laughs> yeah, get it on there, Mary. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Uh, well, you know what? We shouldn't wait. This this is Merman Minute lasts for hours. No, that's okay. <laughs> You know, I was going to try and bring forward Clint Eastwood before we watched this movie mm. because he, as a director, he had the possibilities of becoming potentially undoubted. Yeah. And then he made this movie. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. He's got to start over at 90. He can still make it. If he's still making movies at 100 and something. Well, now, now if, well, if he makes seven more movies, he's going to be on every negative list we've got. He'll be doubted. He'll be repulsive. repulsive. He was almost repulsive in this. He, he was, was repulsive he, in this. But I, I couldn't, I can't go there off this one performance. No, it's true. He's normally not yeah. repulsive. Yeah. All right. But, but you know what wasn't repulsive? What's that? We had to watch a movie. Because mm. we got to mesmerize all thanks to the Mar. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, and Murr forgot to mention that there's a third person on here who's also on our mesmerizing list. Because I wasn't looking for him. 
Yeah, but you gotta always look at the list, Murray. So the list. It's actually a three-way dance. Yep, it was a three-way dance. I'm writing mine down right now. Mm-hmm. It's not John Malkovich. That was last week. Right. So the three that are the the uh, options here in Sweetie Todd, who was most mesmerizing? Johnny Depp, Helena Bottom Bonham Carter, Helena's Bottom Bottom Carter, no Helena Bonham Carter, or Alan Rickman. All three were in Sweeney Todd. That's right. Murray, did you? Are you ready for this? Yeah. You got you got I'm your number. Ready. Okay. One, two, three. I can't see his. I can't either. Oh, yeah, you what, guys didn't agree anyway. What did you pick? Rickman? No, he, he underlined Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, I did. She was not I, that also, great. Also what I picked. What did you, you pick Bonham? Yes. Oh, it was close. I almost yes. picked her, but then I realized she wasn't as good as Deb. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was so close. Better. And then I was wait a second. <laughs> She, she wasn't as good she as wasn't the other. The, she yeah. was. I wasn't glued to her when Depp was on screen. I was always looking at him. I was and, always looking at her. And Rickman. And Rickman was kind of blah in yeah, this one. He was meh. He was meh. He, he was not mesmerizing. If it was him and Helena Bottom, she would have taken him out. And if it yep. was him and Johnny Depp, he would have gone down. Would have gone well. down. So man, there. So he was very. This fortunate. is the first time. Yes, he was very <laughs> fortunate. But you know, here's the thing. This was the closest we've ever had to getting somebody off. And usually yeah. we've got three different people. Yes, yep. usually all three of us have a different person. But this means, this is hope, people. We will yeah. get people off. And Murray's, Murray's probably got a name for us for this always, coming week. It's always good to get I, I people off. I have one for last too. week unless one of them got knocked off, which you guys are not going to like. Uh-oh. Mr. J.K. Simmons again. Oh, oh you got, why he's got are you it picking on J.K.? And Willem Dafoe. Whoa. In Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. We talked about it last week. And he's now for. Was there who was else? Is there anybody in there? else in there? Spider-Man from two thousand and two. Which one? Andrew Garfield. Uh, <laughs> I don't put. No, that's not Andrew that's Garfield's not the in the next one. Garfield, sorry. Yeah. Toby Maguire. Toby so Maguire. it's Toby Maguire, which who isn't mesmerizing. No, but he is in one of my favorite. Well, maybe not. It's it's in, in my top. Movies. He's in my top. top uh, is that that horse movies. movie? No, no. What not the horse movie? Spider-Man two. No, <laughs> Wonder Boys. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Kurtzen Dunch. Wonder Boys. Oh, Franco's in this. Yeah, well, he's not on any list. I know. I would never allow saying. him to be on under those lists, unless it was doubted. Okay. I'm just seeing if there's anybody I else really in I really liked here. Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys had Francis McDormand in it. Well, oh, Bruce Campbell's I in this too, Murr. Yes, I love Bruce Campbell. Is Bruce Campbell on our mesmerized list? I don't believe I don't think he is. So. Should we add him so I that we can... Me- I find him mesmerizing, but... He's pretty mesmerizing, actually. Even when he's in Spider-Man as a one-bit role, he well, may take the two of them Spider-Man out. He's in because he's best friends with Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah. I wish I was best friends with Sam Raimi. I wish I was best I friends. I wish I was best friends with Bruce Campbell. I wish I was best friends with you two. Oh, wait, I am. Mm. That's all I care about. So what? You, should we add Bruce Campbell on? <laughs> should I potentially throw him Just off? Just throw him off a week later? <laughs> throw him off? <laughs> Well, you know I'm voting for him. If yes, he gets exactly. On there. But he may be—he may be the most mesmerizing in this. To be honest, of the three I, of them? I remember not being super enthralled with uh, with uh, Willem Dafoe's Green yeah Goblin. performance. Mm-hmm. And, and J.K. J. Jonah Jameson is, is yeah. such a just a one-note character. Yeah, that, but it was a good one. Yeah, 
So there's a possibility, Murray, that we could get two you of could, them it off. Could, honestly, it could go any. It could go any. Okay, so okay, uh, Bruce, let's take a vote Bruce, right here. Bruce, Bruce Campbell Campbell's mesmerizing. is mesmerizing. Yeah. There we go. All right, then. It's a fact, Jack. And, and then next and week, not, next week he, he may could not be, be off. He could yeah. be off. Well, we know that Murray Murray makes his decisions before he sees the movie, so it's kind of. Well, no, I've seen the movie. I actually downloaded it again to yeah. watch it again. But you gotta watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can't uh, just go off your memory from 20 years ago or whenever that came out. 40 I watched, years ago. I usually that I watch I this. I only saw it 20 years ago. 100 years ago. I usually watch this once every It's a superhero movie. I watch years. those like every other day. I, plus, I love Sam Raimi in everything. Do you? Uh, I don't in everything, but... He had, uh, he had a vision. I kind of wish that... Uh, he could have made that series into about six or seven parts. Well, he should have stopped the two is what he should have done. It got crowded in three. I don't know what there he was doing. Three that was he didn't have the control over it. No. Like, he, he lost control in that film. Yeah, so that's why got, they put too much. Let's too put many, some more superheroes in, or villains super in villains there. In it. Super villains in But then one became a superhero after he was a villain. He got, yeah. Sandman got all, oh, I'm sad because I got kids and junk. Right? Yeah. Right. Imagine if uh, <laughs> if the uh, the the um, <laughs> what <laughs> the Venom movies if they went back and cast. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Get a grip, Tom Hardy instead. Tom Hardy, Topher Grace. Oh well. yeah, yeah, Topher Grace. Oh, Topher Grace. Apparently, he's, he's, he's apparently, Venom in the, in the radio. He's apparently in the new one too. Uh, Topher is? Yeah, they've like every character from like both series. They're all going to be in one freaking movie. I don't know why. So Andrew Garfield. Garfield's going to be in it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Alfred Molina is going to be in it as Doc Octopus again. Oh, yeah. Except uh, a different Spider-Man. Oh, okay. So they're going to have the like, new Spider-Man. It's going to have the little kid MCU it, I guess Spider-Man? It, maybe it's, yeah, because it's, it's got all the different... Maybe it's like the cartoon uh, with all the, the multiverses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the multiverse. I don't know. I'm yeah, kind of excited like, about... Is Peter Parker going to be in it? The Amazing Spider Ham? Who knows? I hope so. Oh, I hope Spider Ham. He was in he was in the animated thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, into the multiverse or whatever it was oh, called. I'm sure he'll be CGI'd if they do. Hmm. Anyway. No, no. They just they just need to get a pig and put a, a Spider Man pig and dress him yeah, up. Yeah, put a Spider Man costume on sure. it. Sure. You, you know what? And you would slam it. Out of I would. That would be so cruel. Why would, would anybody do that? You would. He, you saw him complain about the giant starfish. So I do remember that. Yeah. So you wouldn't have been as happy if the if they CGI'd in a yeah Spider Ham. Uh, we'll see what that movie's even like. But yeah, pretty much everybody's in it. Apparently. They should have Bruce Campbell just. Bruce Campbell should be back too. No, but. But as Spider Man. Oh, totally. He is the hammiest guy ever, so yeah. Exactly. And he doesn't I, even I, have to he doesn't have to wear makeup and you know, just just put the costume on him and he's like Spider Ham. Yeah, tights too. He's gotta wear tights. <laughs> he's gotta tights. wear tights. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And, and he, he, he would like look a, so delicious, Bryce might even want to lick him. He doesn't need a like, pig head. It or would, anything. He just, our, our our resident vegan would lick that ham. Bacon. Because he's so delicious. Now is there anybody I guess we can't put. Um, then we just put Bruce Campbell on. No, we we just did, and he he may survive. You never know. He might. I'm not saying he won't, but I'm wondering. I don't think Murray is going to buy Toby Huss's mesmerizing though. Apparently, I've not. never seen him before. He's well, in. You a, just saw him in Cop Shop. He's What's in, he in one he's movie. In, no, he's in lots of movies. He's in lots of movies. He was actually in Horse Girl. Remember when we saw that too? He was, he was also mesmerizing he's, in that. He's always mesmerizing. Yeah. 
So he's only seen one movie, but he's, he's he one actually of those did not like him. Where now I'm going to remember his name, but until now, I really didn't know his name. But every time I saw him on screen, it would just make me smile. You saw him in Destroyer too, didn't you, Murray? Didn't you see Destroyer? No, I never did. Oh, I wanted mm. to. I missed it. Yeah. Anyways, now I will always remember Toby Huss because this is uh, the most Toby Huss he's ever been. This is the most Toby. Toby. Well, Uh, is that a no from Murray on Toby Huss? No. (laughs) All right. Damn it. A ding dang dong. A ding dang dong. Last week on Rage or Dare, Jim and Bryce pulled the exciting rom-com super ensemble film Valentine's Day. This week, Bryce will have a choice to rage or dare. I got to do another one? (laughs) Every three weeks, buddy. Ashton Kutcher, Topher Grace Reunion was exciting as we imagined, or was Valentine's Day a heartbreak for all involved? We're checking in with Bryce to see him talk about his favorite person, Anne Hathaway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Valentine's Day. Anne Hathaway is awesome. She really isn't. I didn't always hate her, but boy, lately. And this wasn't lately, though, but. Trying to think back here if like she'd already if it already had turned for me. I'm pretty sure it had. Let me look up while you're doing your rage. Anyways, Valentine's Day starring a bunch of familiar faces, some of which I like, and some that I cannot stand, all thrown together into a movie with every cliche from the history of romantic cinema. We had a first crush. We had friends that did not realize that they are in love with each other. We had a girl who is in love with a married man who she does not realize is married. We had some poor schmo who is in love with a girl who he thinks feels the same way, but she doesn't. What? We had strangers on a plane sharing way too much. And my favorite, we had a guy misunderstand a phone call and draw the wrong conclusion. We also got Anne Hathaway and Queen Latifah engaging in phone sex and Taylor Swift acting. I am not sure which one of those is more repulsive. This was a sappy, excruciating, repulsive rage. Nice. Not surprising. Taylor Swift. What the hell hey, is that? I thought she was the best thing in this I movie. Like she was awful. That, and... Still yet, she was the best thing in this movie. No, she wasn't. <laughs> well, don't you remember there was two Taylors in it? Yes. And they were, like, together. And and we even got a joke about it at the end. Remember they had the extra bonus credits? Uh, you watched the bonus credits? I did yeah. watch the credits. But yeah, they that. talked about... They I joked about the fact that they were both named Taylor. Oh, that's hilarious. Remember? They should have just kept Because they were the both movie. named Taylor? Yeah. That's funny. We're both named Bryce. Oh, no, you're Jim. That's my last name. Um, that's my, sorry, that's my BDSM name when I go out at, on Saturday you afternoons. You could do worse. I know. Hi, I'm Bryce. Uh, I have holes that I can unzip. It's like, it's like a unisex name now. I don't know when that happened. I don't know. Je- I blame Ron Howard. Sure, why not? It's Brown Howard. What, because he needs his daughter then? Yeah. Like her name fault. is Dallas. Let's find out. Let's find out how many Bryces there are in the universe. But we'll, we'll t- say that for a time. I happen to know two. And the other one is a very manly man. Unlike you. you. He's like <laughs> six foot three. He has a big bushy beard. He drives a truck. Is he gay? 
No. Hmm. Married. Hmm. And he's a Packers fan. Anyways, you were saying There's something a- about Valentine's Day. Do I have to? Yep. Yeah. I don't want to relive this. It was so bad. This is the who's who of annoying rom-com people all in one movie at the same time. I mean, there are a few like people in this. Not always annoying, to Bryce's point. Yep. But the fact that they are in this, for lack of a better word, schlockfest... This is just another one of those multiple people get linked up, interwoven into a stupid, happy movie for weirdos in love with corny corn corn. And every annoying rom-com character actor is pretty much in this. And the worst is the fact that I had to see Julia Roberts in a film. Perhaps I should not be sharing this with my partners slash friends slash arch rave rivals but i fucking cannot stand julia roberts for two seconds let alone for the five minutes that she may have been in this movie that alone is enough to make me rage none of the stories are interesting and there is way too many stories to care about every single frame of this movie was predictable annoying and super stereotypical of all these types of films this was probably the worst This film was boring, predictable, and a huge rage. Call me anti-Cupid, but I'm not a fan of this genre at the best of times. What genre is that, you may ask? Terrible ensemble cast ridden rom-coms. It's just now its own subgenre. Oh yeah, they made two or three of these, I'm sure. And on top of that is the giant cherry that is Julia Roberts. Mm. So I hope that my two friends here will not remember that and completely change their submission bags mm, to include it, it might. multiple Julie Roberts movies. Steel Magnolias. Ugh. Here we come. Pretty the worst is Aaron Brock. Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was, it was the, one of the biggest races ever It wasn't worthy of an made. Oscar. That's for damn sure. No. Or whatever. It wasn't. Yeah. All right, Mr... Mr. Thinking that you can't take another rage. Are you going to go? I'm, I don't going think it's there? my turn. It's 100% your turn. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that before last week, you did the last one solo? Yep. And you're sure about that? Do you want me to tell you what it was? Mm. Or you just want to not Maybe. take my word for it? I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. So what was it? Last week, The last week was me yeah. doing... Down to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. And before that, it was you doing Endless Love. And before that, it was us doing Miami Vice. And before that, it was me doing Chairman of the Board. And before that, it was you doing Bride Words. And then before that, it was you doing Role Models. So this week, you can rage or dare. Rage. All right. I love it. Just second or dare. I wasn't finished. He hasn't decided. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna take from the rage bag. Okay. Just because that's what this thing's about, and I know it's gonna be awful. Hey, we pulled Valentine's I, Day from I the pull, dare bag. If I pull, yeah, that's true. But okay, for the take most the part, little ones. They're, the little ones are the juicy. They're the juice. juice. <laughs> you can squish it, and there'll be rage juice that squirts out. Just want to make sure I, I get one. I think I need a bigger bag. I don't, I don't want a double feature. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, here we go. So next time we have our podcast, which is going to be a bit, well, we shouldn't say that. 
because we're starting our festival season here. We're going to be at Calgary International Film Fest all next week. So we won't be having a regular episode for a couple weeks. But when we get back to episode 110, Bryce will be watching... 2004. The 2004 film... Oh, there's called, more? Oh, my thumb's over it. No, there's not a movie called 2004. I was hoping I was going to watch 2004. Sounds like a good movie. But apparently this was released in 2004. I'm going to take my thumbs off of the title. Okay, it starts with an A. A. a? Sin. C-I-N. A. Sin. Cinda. Oh, God. A, a Cinderella, Cinderella story. Uh, a Cinderella story. Who's in this? Is this... Uh, I think you're going to really like this one because it's from 2004, story. right? That's is the it, time. Is it Anne Hathaway? When when Cinderella, is it really, Anne Hathaway? Oh, really got be. really got her jam on. But can you remember when you got me to watch Hillary Duff in a movie? Yeah, yeah. So she's in this one. Oh, good. Um, I like Hillary Duff exactly. And so is uh, Murray's favorite. Jennifer Coolidge is in this. Mm. My favorite. Uh, and the fantastic actor and director Regina King's in this. I like Regina King. This could be this could be a um, a hidden surprise. So why is it in the bag? I think that this might be good, Jim. I have a feeling that it's not. Now, a Cinderella story. Now, my mind's racing. So I don't think this is actually going to be like the story of Cinderella. It's, it's gonna going be to be a, cine- a Cinderella adjacent. story. So it's going to be something that's like a... Yeah, there'll be lots of... Glass so slippers, it's be, perhaps. It's not going to be like a fairy tale. I don't think there'll be any mice, if that's what you're meaning. This could be a mature retelling. Of a of a children's story, yes. And you know how the, fantastic those are. They're usually fantastic. This might be all right. I, I think I, I have a lot of hope that this will be I one do, of the worst movies you've ever seen. I do like Hillary Duff. But there is a character in this. The person's name, real name, is Whip Hubley. Whip. That reason alone is worth seeing this movie. Yeah, like I want to know more about like a Mondo, Whip, Jim. Whip, Whip Hubley. I want to know more about Whip. I will tell you all about Whip Hubley. He's he's Sam's dad in this movie. It's going to be probably as Whip. much as half of my review. Is a, is a critique <laughs> of the performance of Whip Hubley. Whip Hubley. Whip Hubley. <laughs> we'll see if there's a reason why I've never heard of this man. Whether Cinderella's story sunk his career. Possibly. Stay tuned. I think I'm already on bated breath. Oh. oh this was so much rage fun today. Uh, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Some super rage love to our members. Uh, Juline from It Goes Down in the PM podcast. Thanks for coming back. James and Philip. For their continued financial and moral support. Thanks to the Standard Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon, Bex Goose, Tony, and Nat for their artistic contributions to our show. You can find their homes on our show notes, so go check them out. Give them some support. Thanks to our sponsor, Canyon Meadows Cinema. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you, especially as we're in COVID. Everybody needs money, and the best way to see a movie is in cinemas. That's no lie. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at FilmRageYYC. 
Follow us on Audia, A-U-D-E-A dot I-O, and search Film Rage YYC for bite-sized film reviews. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Teepubbuck. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dares to see terrible movies to feel a rage, but no matter what you do, please make it a rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. No, wait. I think we're back early. But it's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. Rage on.